Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing good. Yep. Um, what you been uh, playing in the last week or so? Mostly been sticking with uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. The exposition never ends. It's literally just hours and 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 hours of people talking endlessly. Um, still a, a fun, wacky game. I mean, they do not take themselves too seriously. Um, it's very meta, very inside joke. Um, decent enough story. Um, I'm sticking through it. Um, I'm definitely not going to get all the collectible stuff. There's just too much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a spoof of Pokemon that you, you do, like, a little submission you run into, and he puts an app on your phone, and it catches all the people that you get into constant random battles with as, like, a Pokemon spoof and okay. a few other things like that. Um, I'm not going to bother tracking all that stuff down. It's just I I never liked doing that in the first place. I'm sure as hell not going to do it now. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to finish that game, see where it goes. I don't know if I'll jump into any of the other ones. Um, because this one is fairly uh, standalone-ish in terms of the story, as far as I can tell. Um, but it just really kind of depends on if they're all this endless exposition, or if you know this just happens to be the random one that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you got Yakuza, because that's like a dragon, the one that you're playing, and that. Then you got the mm-hmm. six Yakuza games, which I'm ge- guessing are like separate them. And then, and then there's got, like Kawaii, then... I think. Yeah, then you've got um, Judgment as well, which is like similar thing, same developers, but like different story, I think. Um, I have played some of the first Yakuza game. I thought the story was actually kind of interesting, but I just found the gameplay to just be too weird. Um, Like the story was trying this grounded, serious kind of thing, and then I would like get into these weird brawls with people, and I'm like, I don't know how to take that in balance um so that that might be a game to where like if i watch the cutscenes or something i might enjoy the story because some of the characters were kind of interesting and stuff but it's just when i go from like one really serious bit of dialogue to just whatever the combat was it just threw me off too much it was it was just weird so uh but glad to hear you're enjoying that and everything um and we'll see when you uh finish that or whatever the case do you know how long it is or how long you've you've got into it i'm on chapter eight in terms of the story progression i have no idea how many chapters it is i mean there's supposedly a part to where you'll have multiple party members and you can swap them in and out but i haven't even gotten to the point to where oh. i have more party members than spots in my party right right okay um so still a bit of time on that then mm-hmm. so we'll see uh anything else uh, I mean, I've been bouncing between a few things. Nothing really worth talking about. It's more, um, you know, try this, I didn't like it, try that, didn't like it. And, you know, kind of the perk of Game Pass is that you can try a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so I have something exciting to talk about, uh, something which I've been trying to do for a few weeks, uh, which involves the game that I've been playing for, yeah, about, about a year or so. So uh, this weekend... Um, I went and platinumed The Last of Us Part 2. I've done it. It's platinumed. Uh, the whole... It's it it's quite strange, actually, because I, I never actually thought I'd, I'd do... Not not the platinum, but what I actually ended up doing, which was I now have a back-to-front 
um, full playthrough of the game on the YouTube channel, the Entertainment Talk Players YouTube channel, uh, with me obviously like talking and whatever else and reacting to the gameplay and stuff. I I never actually thought I would do that for a game. I've done things like play a whole Telltale episode on the YouTube channel or whatever, or I think I played like some of Life is Strange or something, but I've never done like a full... Uh, e- even with the Telltale episodes, I've never did like all five episodes on YouTube or anything like that. So um, that's something I kind of accidentally achieved almost because I thought I don't want to miss a single sort of minute of it so that I have actually got it all on, on YouTube and stuff. Uh, I also have separately uploaded as a different part uh, the actual moment where I get the platinum sort of explaining the road to getting that and everything. Um, there is two other trophies to get, but they're actually listed separately. One of them is complete the game on grounded, and the other one is complete the gra- the game on uh, permadeath settings. Um, now I I know some people that have done grounded and permadeath, which is just wild to me that somebody would try to do that. Um, but you know, credit massive credit to the people that are able to do both in one go. Um, but with permadeath, I just don't want to do something like. Walk around a click, walk around a corner, and a clicker just like takes a bite out, out of Ellie's neck, and then that's it. Uh, I mean, you can do other things to like dodge it if you've got like a shiv or something. But um, no, the the main thing I wanted to do because I'm not quite so concerned about those other two trophies, and I can always just try them again later, uh, or try to do them later. But the main thing I wanted to do with this Let's Play series, which I have done, is do a full back to front um, thing of the game because that's obviously the journey to get all the stuff anyway. Uh, and just platinum the main game, which I've uh, I actually done it now. It's great. I did it. Um, I I deliberately left like the last part of what I was doing until uh, the the Saturday, which was June nineteenth, so the anniversary of the of the game. Um, and I platinumed it a year after it's come out. So that's awesome. Uh, any particular thoughts on any of that? Uh, no. I mean, I've never really been a trophy hunter or an achievement hunter on that sense. I mean, I have games that I've 100%ed, um, not intentionally, just either the achievements lined up that way through my normal playing, or it was a Telltale game, and those are pretty much impossible to not 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I know you love the game immensely, and it's cool that you got all that done, so. Yeah, yeah, so my profile, uh, that can't be taken away, or whatever. Um, and something I was kind of thinking to myself as well. Which is, if anyone thinks it... Now, no one's actually said this to me, but if anyone kind of thinks it's, like, I don't know, sad that I'm so happy about that, or kind of, like, weird or whatever, no, nobody can take that away from me. Um, and I'm not... You know, I've not won, like, a Nobel Prize or passed the driving test or something like that, but it, it does mean something to me, because that game does mean something to me. So when I platinum a game that means that much to me, and I've had just such a journey with it, which has been... On and off, granted, I've played other games, obviously, in that time. Uh, but on and off for an entire year. That's probably the longest um, amount of time, or the, the, the longest time I've spent with a single-player game. I mean, apart from like things like The Witcher, where I sort of didn't play it for three or four months, and then went back to it and then finished it, that's, that's just a little bit different. Plus, that didn't actually take a year for me to finish. Plus, I also didn't platinum The Witcher, because that would be quite a task. Um... But I, I've just never had that very particular type of experience with the game. Now, granted, I've I've done things like Platinum, Crash Bandicoot um, 2 and 3. I'm not going to try and Platinum the first one because it's too hard. Same with the fourth one. But Crash 3, which at the time was like probably my favourite game, I'd Platinum that. That meant a lot to me. Um, 
but yeah, it's just a, it was a very a very special particular sort of experience that I probably won't have again with a game for a little bit of time. I could be wrong. There could be a game I play in two months that is really really good, but that was just a very very particular special experience that only kind of comes around now and again. So uh, I'm glad I've I'm glad I finished it. I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed my time with all of it really, apart from obviously when I died or whatever the case may be. So here we go. Um. But yeah, that, that's the main thing I've been kind of doing because I I start like it got to Monday I think uh, of the week just gone, so not uh, not yesterday the last week on on Monday because it's Tuesday now, um, and I was recording the one year anniversary podcast just like talking about different things of the game as well and then publishing that on Saturday, and I remember saying that like I've still got a chunk of it left to do I don't know if I'll do it by the time Saturday gets it if I didn't it wouldn't have been the end of the world or whatever. It would have just been nice to have rounded it off in that way, which I actually ended up doing. So, um, so yeah, that was uh, that was very very good. So, uh, just a bit of a tip, by the way, because I did have to go on Reddit and ask a few things. Because uh, when I got to the end of the actual story of the game during this playthrough, I didn't have enough gears and supplements left with Ellie's side. I'd fully upgraded Abby, but not Ellie. And I thought, oh, am I going to have to, like, do this all again or look for, like, more stuff or whatever? So I went and asked um, the Last of Us uh, subreddit and said, like, hey, this is the situation. I've upgraded Abby fully but not Ellie. Um, like, what should I kind of, what can I kind of do? Because I wasn't missing that many things. And then some guy just said to me, if you finish, like, your current New Game Plus playthrough, which I went ahead and did and I streamed the end of that as well, and then just simply do another New Game Plus go back to the start but it will carry everything that you've got because um, I knew what New Game Plus was for I just didn't know it worked in that particular way to where it keeps on basically if you keep going round and round with New Game Pluses you'll just keep carrying what you've got with you so I basically did that, did the intro part for the start of the game again um, I, I didn't like stream that bit again, I just sort of did that in my own time and then just did like the I just did like a 10 minute sort of actually getting the platinum sort of video so um there we go but yes if you'd like to watch any of that uh e- even if it's just the platinum moment itself uh that's all that's all on the uh youtube channel which is called entertainment talk plays and if you have or you haven't seen the game or whatever or if you, whatever you know about it uh there's a full playthrough now on the um youtube channel by the way for d- just on that that itself they are all numbered correctly because as as i put more things onto my twitch thing i just put the next number in like part five six seven you know that sort of thing but youtube didn't put them out in that they're not displayed in that order they're displayed as like part eight or something as the first video and then part 17 is like five videos down so they are all there they're just not as a i'll blame that part more on youtube because i numbered them all correctly and i uploaded them in the right order but some reason they ended up i don't know how that happened so um but yeah there we go with that uh so i finished that then i went back and played a bunch of cards that was fun as always um met some new people and stuff that was that was pretty cool not too much news to really talk about with that uh changed the way i was sort of playing again which i think i mentioned last week so that was fun um one other game i did make progress on this week uh which was a couple of days ago uh do you remember the sacred symbols video game the twin breaker thing Mm mm-hmm 
yeah. I uh, went back to that. I was on level 34, I think, out of 40. I'm now on level 39. I've played a bunch more of it. I got a little bit stuck on level 39. There was just sort of a lot going on and whatever. Um, it's uh, it's pretty good. If it, it's, a, it's a game where you really do feel quite good when you finish certain levels and stuff. Uh, it still kind of breaks my brain a little bit with the whole four paddle thing. That's like a little bit awkward. Uh, have you been back and played like any of that? I'll try it from time to time, but I'm not anywhere near as deep as you, and I can't get that to work with my brain. So, yeah, it's a, it's kind of the case of like you're used to the two on the side, aren't you? But then it's the two at the bottom where you're like, oh, I have to move that. Oh, I let the ball sort of drop or whatever. If it was uh, either I or, I could probably manage it. But uh, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, if it was like two at the bottom or two at the sides, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, but I kind of just somehow got through like five levels in one go, um, and then I kind of got a little bit stuck on level thirty nine. There was there was a way that I was trying to get the ball to the top part of this area to where it would keep hitting the the boxes or whatever, um, but I couldn't quite get the ball. It, it's it's annoying when you're playing a game like that and you want the ball to go a certain place so that it will hit something and then it will kind of uh progressed that way but i just couldn't get the ball to where i wanted it to go so um but no it's a, it's a pretty good game i can see what colin and chris tried to sort of do with that uh, for those of you who don't know that's the um that's from colin and chris uh colin moriarty and chris Ragon who do the uh, sacred symbols podcast which i'm sure mo- i'm sure if you're listening to this you've probably at least heard of that one because they're pretty big in this industry um, they're like one of the biggest play. They're one of the biggest gaming podcasts on the internet. So if you if you've heard of us, you've probably heard of them as well. So, um, but yeah, that uh, that's been pretty good. I had bits of like dialogue as well. That well, not really dialogue, sort of text dialogue that kind of came up as well. I think they said they're they making they're making a second one, aren't they? Uh, I think they are. Yeah, Twin Breaker Two, and they also made another game. Was it like Hibroxia or something? Yeah, I think I need to look into what that is as well but i want to finish the one i'm doing first as well so um <clears throat> but uh yeah that's pretty much what we've been playing so i've finished one sort of journey with one game and uh progressed with another which is good so anyway let's jump into some housekeeping and we'll see you for that in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose, or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I put a podcast out yesterday, two sort of an announcement podcasts in a way. One's called Entertainment Talk's Summer and Autumn Plans. Uh, we have a lot of dates for things, uh, such as different TV shows, some of that are on uh, Apple TV+, Plus, some that are on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we also don't have dates for certain things, but we know roughly when they are. So like The Witcher series is coming back later this year, probably for season two. Uh, and a bunch of other things as well and like what films I'm going to be planning to review and that sort of stuff so if you want to know a good sort of rough idea of uh, what to expect from Entertainment Talk pretty much from now until the end of the year uh, you can go and listen to that as well Uh, so some that are a bit of a surprise and then things like you know Walking Dead coming back and, and that kind of stuff so there's that Uh, Part of those announcements as well was I'm going to be doing a podcast for the TV series Monsters at Work, uh, which is the Monsters Inc. sequel series, the follow-up, obviously from from Pixar, Disney. And uh, that's called Monsters at Work. It's a sequel series. It's going to be on Disney+. And um, I did a preview podcast for it yesterday, talking about what I can kind of what we should maybe expect from the series, watching the trailer, all all that sort of normal uh, preview stuff. It's going to be starting Wednesday, 7th of July. And you can expect a podcast pretty much on the same day. Uh, it's not submitted to iTunes yet. I've asked David to make a um, iTunes logo for it. So once I've submitted that and then it's on iTunes, I'll post it out on social media so that you know where to go to subscribe to that. But you can listen to the episode at the moment, the preview podcast, either through the main Entertainment Talk feed or just on the website entertainmenttalk.org so that should be a lot of fun uh, we've also got the Batwoman episodes continuing with CW Superheroes uh, it's up to season 2 episode 10 uh, for the UK airing so far so there's that uh, World of the Last of Us podcast like I talked about a minute ago uh, did a first anniversary podcast for the uh, for the game just talking about my experience kind of with it as well not going over the same steps I, I talked about some other bits and pieces involving with the game as well and uh, also talking about you know what would have happened with the game if it hadn't leaked uh like two weeks before it's released like what sort of how would the reception of the game sort of have changed and that kind of thing so uh, and also celebrating just the brilliance of the game as well uh breaking bad we're up to season two episode 10 we'll be covering episode 11 tomorrow so that's breaking bad uh did a podcast last week called uh sex violence and censorship talking about how those things are handled in the world of media and the world of entertainment, uh, there was a particular story. I'm sure that you uh, saw it, Robert, about uh, Batman and Catwoman in um, the upcoming third season of Harley Quinn, and Warner Brothers saying that uh, heroes don't do that, involving basically Batman going down on uh, Catwoman. But they cut the scene from the third season of the show. It, the podcast wasn't based all around that; it was based on. Uh, other properties and that sort of stuff and just just how sex violence and uh, censorship is handled in the world of media and uh, and that sort of thing so there's that as well 
Uh, gaming talk last week we did some e3 discussion uh talking about xbox ubisoft and square enix today we'll be talking about whatever and nin- what nintendo showed and uh, we talking about that uh fear the walking dead has finished its sixth season with season six episode 16 that is possibly going to be back um in october once walking dead 11a has finished its its run so it should be back in october but it's finished the season at the moment uh did a list as well my top 10 favorite lgbtq characters to celebrate pride month and because i wanted to do the list anyway so that kind of fits in quite nicely and that is what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's get into some news Okay, so um, I'll go first with a couple of just sort of bits and pieces and that sort of thing. Um, so one game we haven't talked about recently, I think, because neither of us have been playing it. I've been sort of looking to get back to playing it when I reactivate my uh, Boomerang account. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game that's uh, had a bit of its own journey in the last six months or seven months or so, uh, is back on the PlayStation Store. Um it what was it because I, I never checked was it removed from the xbox store i don't think it was but i think uh the backlash over everything was so bad that people just kind of avoided it yeah yeah i mean it was still a top 20 selling game for the year and considering how late that game came out that's not uh um that's actually kind of shocking but yeah like december 10th wasn't it yeah so roughly was it november or was it this De- no yeah it was delayed out of november wasn't it into uh into december so um but yeah obviously the game's had quite a few updates actually quite a few patches it's had i think three or four main patches um not really like ones that added features but ones that have been fixing bugs and all that sort of stuff because there's there's like entire compilation videos on youtube with uh glitches i think there's this one channel that was loading one uploading one uh like every week and they got up to like episode thirty something, I want to say. And that the videos are—it was basically like a weekly channel. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It was just sort of in my YouTube searching and recommendations and whatnot. Uh, it was like ten minutes each week of videos of just cyberpunk glitches, and not many of them were the same ones either. Uh, how it was sort of working was people when they were sort of playing the game were sending in clips or whatever. Of when they uh, experience certain glitches, so it's uh, it, it's it almost become a bit of a meme in uh, in that kind of way, and it is it is a bit of a shame when you look at the likes of you know Red Dead and Witcher and uh, GTA, those, those sort of big uh, successful open world games. Uh, any thoughts on this being back on the PlayStation Store? Are you gonna like play it anytime soon? Well, I still have the physical disc when I first bought it. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't used it since. Uh, you know, it was a terrible launch. Um, my intent was initially to have it be the game I christen uh, my Xbox Series X on, but those are still mm-hmm. out of stock. Um, I do want to note that both the uh, Cyberpunk's official Twitter account and the PlayStation Store recommend playing it on, on either a PS4 Pro or a PS5 via backwards compatibility, and then it's not recommended on a base PS4 console. 
great. That's exactly what I play on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got a, just a normal PS4. So, uh, cool. Cool. Um, I think what I'm going to do, once I finish with, like, Twin Breaker and some other bits and pieces as well. Because uh, I could finish Twin Breaker in, like, I don't know, has it got 10 minutes left? Because some of those levels are, what, like, 3 minutes. So, who knows how quickly I could finish that game. Um... I put it on my at the top of my uh, boomerang list. I've got like a th- three games at the top that I uh, really sort of want to play. Um, I think what I'm going to do instead of just going through the rest of the story, um, I'm going to when I get the game back. I don't know exactly when that's going to be. Whenever I reactivate my boomerang uh, rental account and then I get sent the game, so not not any time particularly soon. Um, I'm going to just jump in the open world. I'll probably stream it as well. Not to like, you know, try and take the piss out of the game or whatever. Just just to sort of test it and stream it and whatever. Uh, I'm not going to do any story missions. I'm just going to try and navigate, you know, just general sort of navigation around the open world. Maybe like, you know, shoot some guns into the air. See how the police react to things. Test out some driving. Test out just, you know, traversing the world of cyberpunk and... Uh, some other things like that, just just to just to get a feel of, because I I remember how that game, at least from my experience, I know everybody kind of had a bit of a different experience. I remember how it played, and I'm curious to see how different it is. Because um, one of the other, speaking of police, one of the other big complaints, and I think we all kind of noticed it probably, was the police would just sort of respawn on you, um, like like you'd shoot a gun or you'd like hit somebody or whatever, do something to get the police on you. And they would just like spawn behind you. Almost like how somebody would respawn in a Call of Duty game. Like if you're playing Team Deathmatch or something. And you shoot an enemy and they just pop up in a different corner. Um, but I think one of the things they did. Because I remember seeing a video after they first patched the police. And they might have done more work on it after. Was they sort of spawned in near you but further away. So that they would like walk in from further away or whatever um so it still doesn't really work the same way that it does in like gta where police would sort of drive up to you get out the car and you know start shooting you or whatever um so did you remember any particular experiences with like the police in the game or anything not really i just remember it looking not very good on my console yeah yeah so just to like sort of test some of those things uh, and if I'm not happy with it, I'll just put it back in my boomerang case and send it away <laughs> until they patch it more. Because, um, uh, yeah. Because I don't even want to just, okay, let's just get the story done. I want to actually have a game that's it's a bit better. And if that takes another six months or another year, then okay, I'll just play something else in that time. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, it's back on the PlayStation Store if you do want to play it. Obviously, like Robert said, uh, with CD Projekt Red, um don't try it on a normal ps4 which is what i'll actually be doing but um if you've got a ps4 pro or a ps5 uh, we'll see how that goes as well so part of me is actually thinking one of the plans i had was this will take quite a long time of waiting wait until they've done because they labeled two next gen updates didn't they i think for the series x and for the ps5 Mm -hmm. wait until those have come out wait until i've got a ps5 which again is going to be six months a year or I, I, I don't know it's not going to be like next week or whatever wait for all of that to happen and then jump in again um i think that's that's a very very long way away for that plan but that's why what i might end up doing so we'll see 
Uh, so that's the cyberpunk stuff. Um, we'll talk about Nintendo at E3 in a minute. Uh, there's a couple of other things I wanted to get to as well. Um, uh, there was a thing in this. That I I don't. I, I'm getting a bit tired of talking about this next particular thing, but it's been popping up again lately. So I would like to talk about it. Um, this whole Kojima, Silent Hill, Konami stuff. Um, so there's been some new developments with it, which has since been kind of squashed. Uh, since uh, I think it was yesterday, somebody on the blue there's this development team basically called Blue Box, and um, they had all these rumors around them as to like they were working with Kojima, and there was all this weird stuff because Jason Schreier himself did some investigating and said it was all quite weird the way it added up. That there was something to do with like their logo, and it looks like the PlayStation logo was or something something really weird with that and like some other things that like Reddit users had found or whatever. Uh basically people tried to put two and two together and they didn't make four, they made like five or or a number that isn't two plus two. And somehow came to a conclusion that basically Kojima is working with or or not necessarily Kojima, but PlayStation is working with Blue Box uh, which is the dev team to make a new Silent Hill or a Metal Gear game, uh, and the Blue Box account themselves on Twitter—they're not verified, but it is the right account. Tweeted out, I think four or five different times over the last couple of weeks, said like, "Look, we've got no affiliation with Kojima. We're not doing anything with like Silent Hill. None of this is sort of the case." Uh, then they actually posted this—I think his name was Hassan or something—posted uh, a video yesterday on their on their Twitter and was like, "Look, just to show that it's actually me or whatever. Uh, I'm not like working, you know. Not this. This isn't happening, basically." Which I thought was kind of the case because again, you're dealing with Konami, so we should set our expectations. Um, so that's been kind of squashed a little bit. Then there was this other weird thing, which is kind of connected to that as well. Now we didn't talk about this last week because I I didn't really think much of it. When uh, Jeff Keighley did the Summer Game Fest, which was two weeks ago, wasn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they released a PS5 edition trailer for the I think it was called Director's Cut of Death Stranding, the the Kojima Productions game, which is exclusive on PS5 or P- PS4 and coming to PS5. And there's a ton of Metal Gear Solid references in there i don't did you manage to see that trailer at all do you know what i'm sort of yeah i saw that trailer that's just kojima trolling yeah but you know what i mean people started trying to put two two and two together and they weren't making four of like okay kojima's back in this sort of metal gear thing and this blue box thing and then uh, they were tweeting some stuff out and there was images of logos you know people were trying to and i you know i get why people try and put that stuff together because people want um a new Silent Hill or a new Metal Gear game, and Kojima would be involved with that, and so would Sony probably. Um, but it doesn't seem like much of this is happening, and I, I agree with you. I, I think the, I think the Metal Gear references, because if you uh, for the for the for the audience that's listening, uh, if you go and just type in uh, Death Stranding, there's like a three minute trailer, um, of like the uh, it's like the PS5 port or the PS5 remaster or whatever for uh, Death Stranding and there's a ton of Metal Gear Solid references in there from music and there's the cardboard box thing and there's even the way that when you enter a room and uh, the way the camera angle is and it's looking at the enemies it is very 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 Metal Gear but I think that's just Kojima being fun with Metal Gear uh, which is which is perfectly fine you're able to do that but um, 
yeah, but you you can kind of see the conclusions that some people were getting to, but I never kind of bought into it again because this is Konami. So, what do you think of this whole thing? Yeah, like I said before, I think the director's cut, all the Metal Gear references in that, is just somebody, either him directly or whoever put that video together, just trolling for the sake of it. Mm. I was laughing. I was thought it was funny as hell. Um, yeah, it's cool. Past that, I mean, until we get like an official game announcement, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Now there was there was another thing as well where um, uh, there was this game image of a game going around called Abandoned and there was this screenshot that was shared of it of like a first person view somebody holding a pistol and like a tree in front of you or whatever because you're in the woods and immediately some people are like oh this 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 looks really horror-esque it's it's Silent Hill like they just jump straight on that and it's like this this could be any it doesn't even have to be a horror game just because it looks kind of horror-esque it, it could just be a night scene with a person holding a pistol, but uh, yeah, so there you go. But um, uh, not, 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 I mean, it's been kind of denied because the the blue box account on Twitter has over and over again said no, and we've not got any affiliation with you know Kojima, Silent Hill, Metal Gear, that that sort of stuff. So um, there we go. But I thought I'd get that out of the way, but it it's, it just gets tiring when it, it's it does disappoint me. Because I, for me myself, I I liked Metal Gear. I liked the first one and the fifth one, which was the two that I kind of played. I know it's a very strange way to do it. I did play most of two. I didn't really like it, and I played um, some of three. I haven't played four. I played five, which was very good, and uh, the first one's still really good. So I would care or have an interest if Metal Gear or something was happening with Metal Gear. Uh, Silent Hill I don't really particularly care for because my sort of PlayStation horror franchise is Resident Evil uh, out of those two. Um, but yeah, so there you go. But it just it disappoints me. Well, not disappoints me. It gets me kind of like, oh, right, when, you know, I see some of these Silent Hill fans on Twitter and they're like, oh my god, Silent Hill's coming back. Oh my god, we're going to get like a trailer soon and then just nothing happens. So uh, I, I just feel a little bit sorry for, for those people. So... Uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, money and other things like that, uh, just something I kind of noted down here, Jason Schreier tweeted about this as well, uh, Activision CEO, uh, Bobby Kotick, Kotick, uh, received 154 million last year, uh, mostly in the form of stock awards. Uh, now I'm familiar with what stock is, but I don't recall hearing of stock awards before. Do you know what that specifically is? Yeah, Basically, what that is is that there's a lot of screwball rules uh-huh. when it comes to CEOs and payments. Um, and there's some areas of the industry, of various industries, to where they actually limit that. And so when they want to recruit the best by paying more, they get around those limits by offering bonuses. And usually that involves the form of stock options. So you'll get a set amount of stocks as part of your contract that you sign. And then the value is determined at whatever the value of the stock is at the time. And there's also rules about, you know, how long do you have to hold them, being able to sell them right away or keep them, things like that. It it all gets like really super nichey, complicated with everything. Um, but that's why the number's so big, probably because when he hired in, and I don't have the exact date of when he hired in, the stock was at like a certain price, and I'm sure it's gone up since then. 
So, and that's kind of an incentive for people in that position to do really well. It's like, hey, we'll, we'll give you this number of stocks, and then they see that price go up, and they're like, wow, if I keep doing better, I'm going to make more money. Hmm. Okay, okay. But um, he got that for that thing, and I thought I'd write that down. So there's not too much to discuss there, but uh, he's doing all right for himself, Bobby, mm-hmm. I suppose. Plus, he already had millions before this happened, so... <laughs> there you go but uh, hey that's kind of what happens when you have the Call of Duty franchise and stuff like that you get lots and lots and lots of money uh, and when you have things like Tony Hawk games and Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and uh, just other things plus they've got the merger with Activision Blizzard haven't they so you've got like, all the Overwatch stuff Diablo um, and whatever whatever other games there is there as well but uh, Call of Duty is obviously a massive massive game within uh, Activision. So, hence why Activision put nine developers on the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Uh, something else I want to mention as well. Uh, Metro Exodus is getting uh, some DualSense PS5, which is the name of the PS5 controller, uh, features as well. Now, these sound kind of cool to me, because as I've said kind of repeatedly, I don't particularly care if a game looks pretty or a game looks good. I care more about what you can do in it and what the features are for the actual, you know, gameplay of the game that you're playing. Um, So Metro Exodus DualSense features on PS5. Uh, Unique haptics for each weapon, recoil, reload, and uh, when your weapon gets jammed as well, because it's a post-apocalyptic world, so that's going to happen. That sounds pretty cool. Adaptive triggers uh, simulate uh, pressure using Tikar gun. I'm not sure what that actually is, but uh, that's a weapon within the game as well. Uh, stocks, um, suppressors, etc. Affect uh, weapon response. That probably feeds into that. Triggers mimic resistance for driving, so things like rowing and that kind of stuff as well. So basically, just feedback from uh, from different things that we'll be using in the game. Um, now, I've not actually experienced any dual sense features. I don't think you have either, because I've had them described to me over and over again. But that's sort of one of the things where you'd have to actually use a dual sense to know what that actually feels like. So. Um, what do you think of some of these? What what's your kind of interest for like dual sense features and that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm probably not gonna have a PS five anytime soon, so outside uh-huh. of my nerdy techie interest in it, um, I don't really have a whole lot. I do like the fact that, you know, Sony put a lot of effort into making this new controller mm, and now yeah. the developers are figuring out ways to actually use it. Um mm-hmm. that way it's not wasted like the touchpad was on the PS four controller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that kind of had to be included on uh, the DualSense because of backwards compatibility, backwards compatible uh, mm-hmm. games as well. So, yep, they, they've kind of permanently now got this big pad on the controller. <laughs> so, because even when you go to make PS6 in like, I don't know how many years, um, if you've got backwards compatible PS5 and PS4 games that use that, you're going to kind of need that as well because otherwise what are you going to do? So, uh, but yeah, this is the stuff that just interests me more. Like, not not only about what can I do in a game, like how do things respond to the way I actually interact with the world and like the weapons and things like that, but actually having, um, what's it? Actually having sort of you know responses from the controller because it doesn't. I from what I've heard and understand, this isn't just sort of oh your controller vibrates when you shoot or something. This is something very sort of particular, which I can't t- 
tell you about because I don't have a uh, I haven't experienced that. So uh, that, that's what I was talking about as well with a few weeks ago when I watched uh, Kadikaris play Astrobot, and he was saying about like some of the DualSense features and just the kind of interactivity yeah. in in that kind of game is is something I'm very very interested in, and uh, it's it's interesting at the point we are right now because now that we've just gone into a new generation. And we've got a controller which is specifically built for that kind of stuff. I'm very interested to see, not just with first and second party games, but third party games as well, like Metro. um, Which devs and teams make use of that? Uh, Because I know there's things like um, uh, uh, Black Ops Cold War has got some stuff as well. With DualSense, that's like a third party Activision game. So... Um, cause it could have just been a case where, you know, you take, you cut out the development time on third party games and it'd be just a first party sort of thing. So we'll see, but there, there isn't anything, if I, I suppose where the kind of barrier comes in for that a little bit is if you've got a game that's coming out on Xbox and PlayStation and you want to do something with the DualSense, you can't have it too sort of restricted on the other side cause the Xbox controller doesn't have that. So you can't have anything that's sort of too massively restrictive or important. Do you get what I mean? Because you can't mm-hmm. do it on the other on the other side. Whereas if you've got something like Astro Bot or like if it's going to be God of War or something like that, you can do whatever you want because it isn't going to be on Xbox. So there you go. But um, yeah, sounds pretty cool with all the uh, weapon interactions and all that sort of stuff. So there you go. Uh, that's the most of the stuff that I got. Let's jump into Nintendo's E3 as well, which I watched this morning because I wanted to watch it close to the podcast as possible. Didn't write everything down; just wrote the stuff. Just wrote down uh things that were the most interesting to me. Uh, so we spoke a few weeks ago when we did our <coughs> excuse me our predictions, and I talked about Metroid. Uh, they released the trailer for Metroid Dread and a little bit of like a gameplay snippet as well. Um, this looks pretty good to me. It looks kind of interesting. Um, I think the, uh, not cinematics, but the actual, uh, cutscene-esque sort of parts for it looked a little bit strange. But the gameplay looked kind of intriguing and sort of fun. Um, and looked like just a sort of good time. Uh, now I've not, (coughs) excuse me, as I said before, I've never played a Metroid game. So I'm not sure fully what to expect, but, uh, the trailer grabbed my interest. It's just some of those... Some of those cutscenes didn't quite sort of look right to me. Um, what about you? Where's your sort of interest in Metroid and this game? Uh, well, I mean, I grew up on Metroid games. They go back to the original NES days. Yeah. Uh, this particular game was originally announced back in 2005. Yep. So now we've got it competing with uh, Duke Nukem Forever as the longest dev cycle ever. Um Personally, not really interested because it's not, you know, a side scroller. It's you know doing in the first person thing. So that that style for Metroid never really caught on with me. Much like like with Sonic games, it just doesn't feel right. You know, having it like third person over the shoulder. That's a side scrolling game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see how that works out and everything. I'd still like to play the original trilogy of games if they ever get around to doing those. It was interesting what the um presenter said of like we're still working on metroid uh 4 metroid prime i think it was prime 4 wasn't it uh but this is like another one that we're sort of doing so we'll see how that all that works out 
uh, but that did look pretty interesting to me. A uh, game that was already announced before, but is I think it's on its way as well. Uh, Mario Golf, which um, I think I spoke about this before. When I played the uh, Mario and Sonic uh, Olympic Games, the, the Switch version, it was just sort of too arcadey and didn't really... I didn't, I didn't really sort of get on with it. I don't think you can do quite so some of them same things with this golf game. So it kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. Um, but it looks interesting again. Uh, I can't remember the date they said for it, but um, it's fairly soon. Yeah, it, it it is quite soon actually. So, um, but that's going to be coming out soon. So that that looks pretty good. Um, I do kind of like Mario as a character. I didn't used to. Then I played uh, Odyssey. And I played some of Sunshine on the Switch, and I liked the character again. Um, obviously, no according one to uh, Amazon, it releases Friday. Ah, okay. So that's probably why they, yeah, probably why they showed it. So, um, but yeah, obviously, don't like him as much as you know Crash or whatever. But uh, Mayor is a pretty cool character, one of the most iconic in pop culture, not just in gaming, but you know. Uh, what's your interest level for Mario Golf? Oh, I've always liked golf games. Um, the only issue with this one is this one strikes me as very uh, multiplayer heavy, hmm. and it does look a bit arcadey. So um, I don't know if I'm going to pick this up, and I'm going to have to wait and see how everything shakes out. Cool, cool. Uh, then we've got a game that people don't seem to be liking the look of, uh, Skyward Sword, um, which is like one of the least popular Zelda games. There's also a piece of news that came out a few weeks ago that the fast travel in this game is locked behind amiibos which you have to buy amiibos so we'll see how that works out like when reviews and stuff come out for this game but that sounds like a pretty shitty thing to do um because that was I, i've heard that that was a pretty integral uh part of the game and i don't have any amiibo or anything plus it's probably like a specific amiibo that you need which is going to be expensive um, it looks very, very basic. I've I played Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was very, very good. Um, this game looks kind of basic. It still looks, at its core, like a decent Zelda game. Uh, so I'm gonna try it. Obviously, if if you if there is some sort of stupid like paywall amiibo thing with fast travel and it's as bad as what it sounds, then I won't finish the game because that's a terrible thing to do. Um, but. I don't know, I, I was kind of intrigued with... I know it's a bit of a sort of dated mechanic, but the whole using, like, the controller to, like, attack and everything, like, the, with the motion controller stuff, I know some people don't like that, but it's just kind of cool sometimes, so my expectations aren't really very high for it, but it, it looks kind of all right and decent to the point where I, I'm, I'm intrigued to try it out, I think, but it does look very, very basic. So, uh, what's your feelings on Skyward Sword, and did you hear about that same news yeah i mean i heard about it i wasn't really interested in in skyward sword i think there's like some weird motion control things that they had to figure out how to not be active for the uh, switch lights right right because yeah you can't take the joy cons off so although you can connect other ones to it if you wanted to but then you'd have to buy those so mm -hmm. that will cost you like a lot of money uh, yeah, N N Nintendo and pricing things isn't a uh, good mix, I think is, is fair to say. So, I'm pretty sure now Zelda's still like full price Breath of the Wild, even though it's like four years old. So Yeah. Uh, and that's the weird thing is like going back to Amazon, there's like two different listings for Breath of the Wild, 
and one's like $20 more than the other one. I honestly have no idea why there's a difference because there's nothing in any of the text to explain why they're different. Oh, is one like new and one's pre-owned or something? No, not even that. Here, let me pull it up. Huh, that is very strange. Sometimes you'll see that on Amazon. Uh, for, for I mean, they have things. different covers. Um, one says Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Nintendo Switch, and he's kind of standing on top of a mountain. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one is more of he's facing the camera, uh, but it still says everything's the same, and it's $57. Jesus. How much is the other one? Uh, 49 Oh, that's not that much better. <laughs> yeah. So, um... But, I mean, there's literally nothing in any of the text that indicates why there's two different versions. Mm. Um, it doesn't even say, like, collectors or uh, limited or whatever. I mean, there is a limited edition, but that's like that big-ass box thing. Right. Um, is there, is there yeah. no, like, expansion thing with it or Amiibo? I, or they, Nintendo generally doesn't do things like that. Uh, they don't really do DLC. They don't really do expansions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah, there's literally no reason in any of the texts as to why there's two different listings with two different backgrounds at two different prices. Hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, Skyward Swords, uh, there you go. If you if you want it, you want it. If you don't, then you don't need to worry. So, uh, Then something else that got kind of announced for a remaster-ish is Super Monkey Ball. I kind of remember this game, but I don't remember what I played it on or saw it on. I sort of remember this game roughly. Uh, it's it's kind of a strange one for me because I don't have like nostalgia for this game, uh, but I kind of remember it being a thing. But I don't remember. I probably like watched somebody else play it. I don't remember playing this game myself, but I remember it being a thing that was around when I was younger. Uh, do you remember any of this game, Super Monkey Ball? Yeah, I vaguely just remember the game. It's one of those, like, endless runner without actually being an endless runner. Um, because yeah. it does have levels. Very arcadey, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that might be kind of a fun game to jump into and stuff, but uh, I just wrote it down because I kind of remembered what it is, but very vaguely, I suppose. So... Uh, then the other thing, obviously the big thing right at the end, uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, I think this game looks fantastic. Um, already they showed a couple of new like features, things that you can do. Uh, there was this like goo thing that uh, Link used to where he sort of was like climbing the bottom of this building and then like went through it and came up from the top, which would make climbing a hell of a lot easier in that game because it's all like stamina based and stuff, which is cool. Um, I think it looks great. Uh, there's not much else to to say about it. Um, I they showed some of the other um, there's like this time feature you can use to where if you like uh click on like a weapon or something because he clicked on the big um like metal ball thing or whatever. And if you sort of like click on that and you it like turns yellow or whatever and you hit something a bunch of times, it will sort of freeze that thing in time. You can hit it a bunch of times. It will give you like an arrow to show where it's going to go. And then it will just fly off that way. That's what it looked like Link was using at that point. And that was a pretty good, pretty cool thing to use. There's actually a bunch of um, puzzles within the, uh, what were they called? The shrines or whatever in uh, in the first Breath of the Wild. And you had to like get these balls into these little like slots and whatever. And you had to sort of 
whack them halfway around this this room. It was it, it was pretty fun. It was pretty good actually to to do as well. Um, so that looks it, it looks good. Uh, they didn't show massive amounts of it, but I think it looks very very good. So what did you think? Yeah, I mean we saw the tiniest 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 bit of it, so <laughs> can't really yeah. judge it on that. Yeah. Um, I mean it's cool. I haven't played breath of the wild so i don't really have that much of an interest in the sequel but it sold like a gajillion copies so i'm sure it'll be really popular mm-hmm. and it's zelda so it's already popular <laughs> yeah um but no i think it looks great i'm looking forward to playing it there was something they said about they didn't want to reveal what the title was because it would reveal something about the game uh we have no idea what that means because we don't know what the title is um so we'll, we'll see what exactly that is, but uh, Nintendo being kind of strange as always with uh, with that stuff. Uh, but overall, I think Nintendo did really good. Uh, I think they came out with some stuff which interested a lot of people, and um, they were they were one of the better showings I think during uh, during E3. They did reveal the new Smash character, but I'm not really particularly bothered by that. So uh, until until they add Crash Bandicoot to that game, I don't think I'm going to take much interest. Or if if they ever do add him, we'll see. So, although it was a little amusing to have Kazuya chuck uh, Kirby off the ledge and then just Kirby <laughs> just like funny. floating by, yeah, yeah, and he had no idea. So that was cool. Uh, that's a bunch of my stuff. What do you want to talk about this week? Well, obviously, people that know me know that I love my racing games, and we got Forza Horizon Five coming up. Um, and they did release an article about the weather system. Um, for Forza Horizon Four, the weather was pretty much locked and universal. So if it was snowing in one part of the country, it was snowing everywhere. And it makes sense for things like that in a smaller, smaller-ish smaller country like the UK with a more temperate zone to where, you know, if it's raining somewhere, it's probably raining everywhere. Um, Mexico, they say, is a, a much more interesting challenge for seasons. Uh, it's being a large country with massive elevation changes. Um, they have to do everything differently. Uh, you'll still get four seasons, but it's going to affect it in different ways. Um, there'll be dust storms in the dry season. Uh, you'll get storms in the storm season, which is autumn. Um, so they do emphasize about how that's going to be a thing, and especially when you go back to that trailer and the announce and launch trailer, how much they emphasized um, you know, the back-end tech and the graphics. And let's face it, how absolutely gorgeous that looked. Um Obviously, the weather is something they're going to focus very heavily on. So, mm. yeah, it kind of reminds me when, um, uh, speaking of like weather features in games, when we saw the tornado thing in the Battlefield trailer, um, that, that's something that's very, very difficult to do in a game. So, whenever a game tries to do that, like with Forza and with uh, uh, Battlefield in this case, um, that's something I'd like to applaud as well, providing that it actually works well within the game. You know, you have to do that part of it as well. But uh, that's something that not too many games try to do because I imagine that's something quite hard to control, uh, especially when you just got so many, so, so many moving parts within a game, and you don't want to like. I, I mean, you think about something like a tornado in a game. How many glitches could you possibly have with something like that? Where like a the, lot. Yeah, the player would get sucked in, or a car would, or I don't know. There's a whole number of things that could that could happen with that so i imagine that's quite a difficult thing to, to put into the game so something like rain's a little bit more easier e- even something like fifa has had rain for quite some time to where you know the ball will uh move uh, or it'll be a lot harder con- to control because it'll be more sort of slippery and things like that 
uh, FIFA's also had like you know snow and, and that sort of thing, so it kind of affects the gameplay a bit the same way it would do in uh, in the real game. So, um, but yeah, this again, this is the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, with, with putting features and things into games, uh, there there isn't many games that try, and I'm not talking about like just tornadoes, but things like rain effects or just any other sort of things as well. Not not many games sort of try to do it too much. You'll you'll have maybe things like. Um, uh cyberpunk red dead and gta that will have like rain like rain cycles and stuff like that to where it will rain for i don't know 10 minutes or something and it will make your character look more wet or whatever uh so you got that as well i mean i mean that's not really like gameplay changing that's just more affecting how the environment sort of looks and everything but uh it's it's still pretty cool when when that happens so uh what's your excitement level for this game anyway I'm definitely going to download it and play it when it comes out on Game Pass because, like I said, I love racing games. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're always a ton of fun. They're always a great way of showing off um, the graphical power of whatever you're watching, be it your new TV that's, you know, got the 4K, you you know, HDR or whatever, or, you know, Series X pushing out, like, just crazy amounts of processing power, so. Mm. Yeah. It's not just... um with how the weather affects the game as well you've also got like the sound design around some of that and especially with forza as well given you know your car's going to be you know having noises from the engine uh different things you can kind of do with that as well so there's there's some sound design opportunities that you've got as well which i think is quite cool so uh should be good uh what else do you want to talk about this week well if you remember back before they launched the x slash s they'd actually shut down the xbox design lab which is a way for you to make a completely unique 100 percent custom controller uh, for your xbox well they started that back up last week with massive improvements obviously they shut down the program because there's different buttons now for the series x and series s uh, console you get that middle mm-hmm. share button and that's not on the older ones uh, they also upped the color scheme so now for every separate Every separate section, you have a choice of 18 different colors. Um, there's a lot more gradients in it. Uh, they also retooled the manufacturing so that they are more environmentally friendly uh, materials that they're being built with. Uh, they do note that because they are custom made, the controllers take as long as 28 days for manufacturing and shipping. Uh, the price remained the same. They're still $70 US with an extra $10 if you want to do a custom uh, engraving on it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's funny about that? Because you said seventy dollars for like a, for an actual custom controller. I think that's how much a Joy-Con is, isn't it? Uh, or a pair of Joy-Cons? No, a little less, but pretty close. Around, it's not that much cheaper. But considering the differences in that, like how bad the Joy-Con is, and then not only are you talking about an actual Xbox controller, which is much better, but one that you can also design. So. Mm. You know, differences in 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 value, I think, is in uh, I think is important there. Um, yeah, and it breaks it down to the front, the back, the triggers, the bumpers, the thumbstick, the D-pad as color choices, and then the buttons and the 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 X Y A B, and then the uh, share start and then uh, select buttons have different styles. You can't really do colors with them. You can't make them like purple or whatever. But there's like translucent, classic. And then a couple other styles. Some of them look really, really nice, and some of them look garish as hell. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking on uh, 
Amazon at Joy-Cons. Um, obviously mine's in pounds and yours is in dollars. Uh, there's one Joy-Con on its own for £34. So obviously you need two. So that will be £70 uh, since mm-hmm. that's free delivery. There's one that's like a Fortnite pair. It's just blue and yellow. Those are 65 Uh The cheapest ones I can find, which are clearly third-party ones, are £40. Those are two Joy-Cons. But again, they're not custom in the same way that the uh, Design Labs Xbox controllers are. Uh, you've got like um, touch grips or whatever for £20. Uh, then there's a Skyward Sword pair, which are both like blue with Zelda designs. Those are £65. So still very expensive for what is a pretty poorly designed controller. Uh, let me just look up Switch Pro Controller. Um, there's a third party one here for £20. So there's no guarantee that will work for a long time. Um, £27? Hmm. Weird. Uh, there's a wireless one here for 15 Sorry, a, a uh, another third-party one here for 15 So they're actually a little bit cheaper than the Joy-Cons themselves, which is a bit strange. Um, what you can also do as well, if you want um, controllers for your Switch when they're docked, you can get an adapter, which is what I've got, um, that you plug in. You put it in the USB thing for the dock. You put your Switch in the, in the dock, obviously, and you can connect Bluetooth controllers to it, so like your PS4 controller that I use. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can just use that. You can't use it if it's undocked because it needs to connect to the the, uh, the the actual dock itself. So, but yeah. Uh, but in terms of controllers for me, I don't really need to buy anything. I've got my spare uh, white PS4 controller. I've got my Joy-Con still. Um, and again, if I'm going to be playing Switch games at home, I'm just going to use my um, I must say DualSense, my, my DualShock PS4 controller. So, and then Xbox, I've just got my normal ones. So, how about you? Uh, I have two controllers. One I got because at the time GameSpot was having a deal to where if you brought in a broken controller, you got half off of any controller. And I had a broken controller, so obviously I took advantage of that. And then I have a second one and because when you buy like the battery charger stand things for the Xbox controllers, they come in a two-pack. So I have two controllers. One sits on the charger and which uh, turns off when it's finished charging, and then I play the other one until the battery's dead, and then I can just swap them out. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just have, because um, the same lead charges my Xbox and PS4 controllers, so I just have that lead next to me, and then if one, if literally any of the controllers get low, uh, I just plug it in and keep going. So, uh, there we go. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is the previous, previous generation for Grand Theft Auto Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockstar announced that it is ending support for Grand Theft Auto Online for PS3 and Xbox 360 in December. That's not unexpected, honestly. I didn't even know it was still on and supported for those platforms. Yeah. Uh, but when you consider those consoles were swapped out for the PS4 and the Xbox One back in 2013, the yeah. fact that it's 2021 and they're just now turning that off, is a, a, a nod to them, and it's not even getting turned off right now. It's getting turned off December 16th. Uh, so you still got another uh, less than six months to play on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, because the game, you can play uh, GTA 5, isn't it? Yeah, GTA 5 on, on PS5. So 
I, I mm. suppose to spread them across three generations is is a bit much. Uh, it's a but bit of a ask. Yeah, the majority of people I'm guessing that play it online now are PS4, Xbox One or Series X, whatever players. So um, it's it's not too much of a of a surprise, I think. Um, I still remember when I got GTA Five in 2013, and I got it on my Xbox 360. And because we were at like the end of the generation at that point, it was like, oh, can you put in a uh, data disc and the play disc? So I installed the data disc, then went to like do another install, and my Xbox literally didn't have enough space because you know the three the three sixties didn't have that much space on them, uh, especially for a game that big. And I remember like plugging a USB stick into my Xbox, uh, which like just about had enough space on it. Um, and then I used that. So in order for me to play GTA Five at the time, I like had to have this USB stick plug into my uh, my Xbox, and it it all just about fit on there. So it was it was pretty lucky. So I uh, I remember that. Uh, I don't know where that USB stick actually is now, but um, it's uh, it's got some. I never took it off there, so it's still got the GTA data on there. So uh, so what do you think of uh, GTA and that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm honestly surprised that they were still supporting at this point, and they're giving everybody six months notice to let them know. But I can't imagine that the number of people still playing it on those platforms is of any real significance. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they if they were and they were still you know buying stuff like the shark cards or whatever, I don't think they would have taken them offline. So yeah, and plus um, it's an online account, so that data will transfer to the different consoles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you say that was the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, that's the last I had. Cool. Uh, I've got some emails to get into here. Uh, so if you would like to write into the show, to Entertainment Talk or Gaming Talk Podcast, uh, whatever you'd like to do, uh, let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, either on what you're playing or any news or anything else that we've discussed on this episode or previous ones as well. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK as a contact page and information in your show notes Harrison says uh, been playing the Lego Avengers games with my son and enjoyed them a lot good to appear that you're having a good time with that especially because it was Father's Day uh, just gone this this weekend and I know the dates for America and the UK are different for that aren't they I, th- I think it was this so. weekend oh okay is it Mother's Day that you have a different day for uh, Mother's Day was a couple months ago okay because I think you've celebrated Mother's Day before and when I did in the same year, it was like months before. But anyway, uh, but yeah, him and him and his son have been enjoying the Lego Avengers games. Um, have either of you played them to fill that Avengers void? Uh, I have got that Avengers. I think it's like an Avengers uh, game collection on my boomerang list. So I do intend to actually go through those because they did like a repackaged version. Uh, it is basically like um, a dial a dialogue list version of the of the films but it's still kind of like the lego fun that's that's with it and you obviously get to play as your your favorite avengers characters and things i still remember the um i think it was called i think it was called lego marvel superheroes they did two games the the second game was really really good uh for that as well you could do like all this multiverse stuff and everything it was it was great but i am gonna i'm not in any particular rush to play them but i am gonna check those out at uh at some points um have you experienced any of those? No, I don't really play those style games because they're so so grindy. Mm. Yeah. So, um, all right. It's just not 
know that I've really had that much interest in. I mean, I have no problem with people playing them. I've never had a problem with people playing games that I don't. Mm-hmm. Never understood yeah. people that do. But it's just one of those things that, you know, it's it's not for me, so. Cool, cool. Uh, Taylor says, hey, lads, uh, long time, first time. Well, welcome. Uh, thought I'd write in finally to ask what what games from existing IP you'd like to see, any underused ones you can think of. So I think she means games based off of, yeah, IP that like already exists as opposed to like brand new stuff that isn't based on anything. Um, this is something I've been saying for a while, actually. I'm quite, now we are seeing, starting to see a little bit more from these three franchises, but uh, Star Wars, Marvel and DC are three that come to mind. Now you've got the upcoming, uh, we had Jedi Fallen Order, you're probably going to get a sequel. Uh, you've got the Battlefront games. You've got the uh, Skywalker Saga collection. The Lego games coming. Uh, so you have had some Star Wars games I've seen in recent years. And there's like Ubisoft's making one as well. And um, who else said that they're making one recently? I can't remember. I, I remember Ubisoft they said they were making one. So, um, But Marvel games, you've got a whole comic book thing of of characters we've had the spider-man games which has been great uh had the avengers game obviously and then you got the upcoming guardians game um even though there was already a guardians game it was done by uh telltale uh then with dc obviously got the batman games which are widely successful uh you got the gotham knights coming out you've got uh the suicide squad game as well so you're getting more from those three, but I just think there's so many... You've got some of the best characters in pop culture in there. I mean, you're talking about, like, you know, the like the Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker, talking about Batman, Superman, uh, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, uh, all, the, all the many, many different types of characters you can get from something like Star Wars. Um, I mean, I remember when Mandalorian Season 2 was, like, running... And a lot of people said, like, wouldn't it be cool to have some sort of Mandalorian-type game where you're getting in the... I don't remember the name of his ship, whatever it was called. And, like, you're going around the open... Like, an open galaxy full of, like, Star Wars quests and things. And you're playing as, like, a Mandalorian-esque character. And you're looking after, like, a Baby Yoda sort of thing. That that would be very, very, very cool. And I think that's what Star Wars 13... Was it 13? 13? Something uh, like that. I think that's what that was going to be before that game got cancelled. Um, but there's just so and like you've not even just like third person action, which is what I'd want. There's so many different genres of games that you could get. I and mean, when we just had the um, what was that flying Star Wars game called? Squad Squadrons was it? I think. Yeah, Squadrons. Yeah, you just had that, so that's like not, I mean, it's a shooting game, but you'd like flying around in all these spaceships and everything, so uh, you could do like a pod racing game as well, you could do some of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots and lots of possibilities uh, with all that as well. What would you like to see from, uh, not just from those three, but any other sort of franchises? I've said several times that I would love to see a sequel to Jade Empire, mm. which is an yeah. old school, early Bioware game. Um, they try constantly and make D and D games, and some of them are good, and some of them aren't. But I haven't had one that I've seen that's just been truly amazing. Mm. So anything out of that franchise would be awesome. Um, not really hold my hopes up for Metroid, uh, the new Metroid game coming out because, like I said earlier, 
it was originally announced 15 years ago and has gone through so many iterations. I just don't see that being good. Mm. I'll happily admit if I'm wrong. Cool. Yeah. I just don't see it. Uh, but then again, I was way ass wrong on the Switch's sale, so you never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, past that, hard telling. I mean, I don't play that many games, to be honest with you, just because... The ones that I do play tend to take up so much time. Plus, you know, I work a full time job, mm-hmm. so my time is limited. Um, I like sleeping as well, so it's it's hard to say. On <laughs> that, that is that so. is a good thing to do. Yes, to sleep. Yeah. Um, but no, I just think with Star Wars, DC, and Marvel, you've just got so many possibilities of what to do. And this isn't me like harping on the Avengers game again, but I would really like to see some sort of team based, either Justice League or Avengers game, to where like. You play as the main five or six characters, depending on who exactly you choose. And you're switching between, like, Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman. And then you do, like, a fast section with the Flash or something. Then maybe you do something more tech-based with Cyborg. And you're, like, switching between characters. Or maybe to where, like... I don't know. Supposing you're in a room and you're playing as Batman. And you're fighting a bunch of goons or whatever at ground level. And Superman's, like, flying around above you fighting something um or i don't know maybe uh, even something so simple to where i don't know like a burning building you're playing as the flash and you've got to run in there and like uh, like pick pick everybody up and like get them out in, in in a certain amount of time or wonder woman to where you're doing a bunch of cool stuff with her or like some underwater aquaman levels or something there, there's there's so many things you could do with that um supposing you you have like you're playing as his name's Arthur Curry, isn't it? Uh, Aquaman. You're playing as him, right? You go into you go and swim. You go to like go into the ocean to to swim or whatever to go not to Atlantis but to some sort of objective. You go there, you do something, and then you cut to Superman like flying through the air, and then you just fly into doesn't have to be Metropolis. It could be Gotham. It could be National City. It could be somewhere else and then you switch over to like batman or whatever he's in the batmobile and you're i I don't know there's so so many things you could do with something like that um even with the avengers game again you could like i don't know be shooting something as iron man flying around then you switch over to like you know one of the other characters A, a little oddly a little bit similar in the way to that golden gate bridge section at the start of the avengers game where you are like doing a bit of store then you change over to iron man he's flying through the air and then like you know you're doing whatever um something like that but a more full game of of that because that wasn't what that game ended up being that was just kind of one particular section so uh i just think there's, there's so many possibilities of things you could you could do with that uh would you like to see like a team based justice league or avengers type of game where you do similar things I mean, they've tried that several times, and sometimes it does okay, sometimes it doesn't. So we just, I it, it's one of those things that's got to depend on the game itself. Mm-hmm. One good example, I think, of that as well in GTA Five, when you're switching, but switching between, I think it was Michael Trevor and was it Tra- Travis or something? No, mm-hmm. I think that was their names. Um, and you were doing one bit with like. Um, I think it was Michael. He was like sniping or something into this building. Then the game said like, "Hey, switch to Trevor." He was like in a helicopter, and then you went and like did this other bit with him. Something similar to that, to where you're doing a part with each of them. Like they're all doing their superhero specific roles, and then you just switch between them, and then they're all like talking to each other over comms or whatever it would be. 
I think that would be great. So, um, where am I next? Uh, Paul says, um, congratulations, Matt, on getting the Platinum Philosophers 2. Thank you. Uh, I know you've talked about the game to death on the show, but are there other are there any other games that have given you a similar experience? Uh, Crash Bandicoot's done that because I you know cared about those games very deeply, and Platinum those. Um, Spider Man was very good to Platinum, but that was a lot easier than both Crash and Last of Us Two. That was kind of like open world clearing the area kind of thing uh and then upgrading your stuff which upgrading your stuff in spider-man is a hell of a lot easier than it is in in something like the last of us uh plus with like crash you've got you know collect all the boxes you've got the challenge of not dying during doing that then you've got like the time trials which is very difficult um so there's very few experiences i have had that are like that but pretty much last of us 2 because i didn't i didn't platinum the first last of us uh, so Last of Us 2, Crash 2 and 3, Spider-Man to a certain extent, but I didn't get so much like satisfaction from that because it didn't feel quite so hard to do. Um, but mainly those three games really, Last of Us 2, Crash 2 and Crash 3. So um, I know you said you're not really like a trophy person, but have you had any similar experiences with games? Uh, I mean I've had games where I've really gotten deep into the world. Um, Mass Effect being one of them, I'm probably going to pick up the, the Legendary Edition at some point. Um, obviously, State of Decay and State of Decay 2, I've sunk hundreds of hours into that game, but that really doesn't have a story per se. I mean, it has storylines, but it's all very fluid in the sense that some characters get assigned random things, and then that becomes... So, Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um so there you go. That's some of our experiences with uh with some of that. Um and that is what we got for you for the show today. So thank you all very much for listening. Uh we'll be back next week with another another episode. Um just speaking of like future news and future content. So we got this summer game fest thing happening. Jeff Keighley tweeted out and was like, "Oh, what was your now, now he said something along the lines of now that all the announcements are out, what was your like favorite thing and he's the one that runs summer game fest so unless he was talking about e3 i'm, I'm a bit confused as to like when the next because ea players still gotta happen isn't it um and, and like when is the next summer game fest because i thought it was all going to kind of follow on from e3 i know they are summer game fest and we're still in the summer so that's not like finished but there's a lot of companies or studios and that that I read out from that photo. Things like um, Activision and Warner Brothers and PlayStation and EA that we haven't seen anything from yet. So I'm I'm just assuming those things haven't happened yet. Um, do you know anything else? Because I haven't really seen anything sort of scheduled. Uh, well, for... outside of Sony, the only ones, the ones that we haven't seen yet, they don't really have anything to see. Um, and I don't know if you tried to watch that uh, Take Two interactive one. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, don't bother. They literally don't show a single game. It's basically an hour long Zoom call. Oh, okay. I I think I'd heard something that like it was really pointless. But... Uh, it was completely pointless. <laughs> I watched like five minutes of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. What did they talk about on it? 
they basically just complained about everything. Okay. What about, like, we can't get our games done or whatever? No, just about stuff that you would expect people to complain about. Okay. Hmm. Sounds a bit sort of just entirely different to everything else. So. Yep, very yeah. much. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, d- I didn't even know that, that that one was happening, and then I heard that it happened, and then I heard about how bad it was, so I was like, okay, I'm not just gonna, just not going to bother with that. So, um, but yeah, whenever we get any next summer game fest things or any other announcements or whatever, um, I did hear that that abandoned game, not a game that is abandoned, the game that was called abandoned that I mentioned earlier. I think I saw something about June twenty fifth for it, uh, for an actual trailer. So maybe that will be revealed within the next couple of days because it's the twenty second today. So, because uh, they had to delay the, delay their trailer slightly for whatever this game is so uh, i mean that screenshot that we saw did look kind of interesting so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an eye out on whatever that is um but we'll see so anyway uh in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org for our tv video games films and manchester United podcast remember if you want to know what we're doing pretty much from now until the end of the year uh you can check out the uh, announcements podcast for the summer and autumn plans, basically. So you can go and listen to that if you want to. I need to put that into the other iTunes feeds, but I'm going to do that once I finish here today. So uh, look out for that as well. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment tool, you can either listen to more things that we've done, either by searching for us on podcast platforms, entertainment talk, or just go into the website, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, you can use word of mouth and social media. Just tell people what we do and where they can find it. Uh, so you can just do that either through social media or word of mouth uh, you can also follow us for free on wordpress uh, you can sign up for wordpress for free follow us on there entertainment talk and you'll get an email whenever we post something new so you don't have to follow us through the other methods you can follow us by email basically for that uh, patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options so check that out as well if you'd like to uh for that uh i think that's all of those things you can find david as well over on geek town geek town and geek town radio uh, for your TV and film news, Geek Town Radio posts on Tuesdays. Look for a new one today at some point. So look out for that as well. Uh, Bex, you can find streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. So go and give her a follow over there. Uh, I'm not done with Twitch streaming. Obviously, I'm going to stream some other games in the future as well. But I'm done with my Last of Us thing. Uh, but you can follow me as well on Twitch, UK for that. And if you want to watch any of the parts of the journey for the Last of Us playthrough or any of the other... Uh, videos i've got on there entertainment talk plays on youtube that is where the archive twitch streams go to so have a look over for those as well uh and that's pretty much everything thanks for listening and we will see you next time goodbye goodbye